right. Welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em. Dave, our first episode on YouTube. We're here. We're giving the fans a uh, another, I guess, medium uh, to watch us, to watch uh, me crumble, as you just saw as I was talking about the uh, the Grizzlies and Timberwolves game. Uh, but this is going to be fun, man. Uh, as we can't see right now, but as our viewers can see, we've got a nice little rundown. Uh, and again, it's going to be the same same way we usually do it. Hit all the big games, hit the big news. And uh, Dave, this should be pretty fun to get into. I would say so. For those of you who are just now finding us on, on YouTube, this we've been doing this for, what, 15, 16 months now? Something like that. So yeah. welcome into it. It's always been fun. And, and you know, Miles has got the, the whole the whole setup over there with, that, with everything you need right in here. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. And we're looking to uh, make some coin and get you some coin as well. Yeah, I'm really looking to make some. Uh, we're going to need it after uh, shout-out Minnesota. Uh, but, Dave, uh, some more crushing news for me as a Hornets fan. Uh, James Borrego, the head coach, is fired after four seasons. He was 138 and 163 in his four seasons. Uh, led the Hornets to two play-in tournaments, unfortunately getting blasted in each one of those. But... You know, we talked on the last episode, it felt like the Hornets have really started to build something. And now, you know, what does this show? Obviously, the superstar in LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges. I mean, are they going to want to sit through another coach getting things going? I mean, this is this could spell disaster again for the Hornets. And of course, the Hornets faithful. Yeah, it was it's it's odd, to say the least. It felt like he was definitely building something there. and. You know, the, the, all the places are in peace there. And if, you know, a firing like, like this makes me feel that they've got another guy in line. They've got somebody else waiting there in the shadows. They've got already, you know, kind of negotiating they felt would lead this team better. And I feel like this is the kind of decision you make that you have to consult guys like LaMelo and Miles Bridges because those are your two stars. They're your two up-and-coming stars. You know, this had to be something a little deeper than just management. And if it is, then that's a bad show for your Hornets there because that's that's not good. You've got... I have to think guys, especially LaMelo, has to be part of this decision. You know, maybe they had some kind of disagreement there that we didn't know about or something, but that's odd to say the least. Not news I was expecting to see this morning. Yeah, not at all. Um, just surprising. And I think that's a great point there, Dave, that there must be something with uh, obviously the star players uh, because we've never really seen any news that there were arguments, but you know, if I'm, if I'm managing this team, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep Miles Bridges, LaMelo, and of course the young guys uh, that are still building up as well. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, the organization has to feel the same way we do in that, you know, the Hornets are an up and coming team, the one that can probably compete in the East when they get a piece back. Or, I mean, if they would have had Gordon Hayward this year, which of course that's a story as old as time being a Celtics fan myself, that, you know, he's, you know, may never be fully healthy, but, you know, he was putting great production in this year. And if they would have had him in the play in, I think they could have you know, made it out of the play in and gotten into that eight seed, which, you know, you typically get in the eight seed. You're like, you know, oh, I mean, you got the eight seed. Congratulations. But you look back to last year and Memphis got the eight seed. They stole a game in Utah. They lost that series in five. But I think it kind of gave them that young team playoff experience to be able to, you know, understand what it's all about and look at the Grizzlies this year now. So, I mean, I think that 
there's a lot of things that were out of his control that I don't think he deserved to be fired. And we'll see who they hire, I guess. That's, that's all I've got to say about it. Oh, I can't wait. Charlotte is a uh, miserable sports town right now, but that's all right. Um, I'll tell you what, Dave, I am wearing. I've got a uh, Miami Marlins jersey on right now. Let's get into the Miami Heat game right now as they take a 2-0 series lead into game three uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. And tonight, the Heat are a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the money line, the Heat. Uh, minus 124 Hawks, if you like them, plus 105 over under is sitting at 222. Uh, and Dave, I wore the Miami jersey for a reason. I don't have a heat jersey right now. I'd love one of those like City Connect ones because those are sick. But I love Miami to keep rolling, take a 3-0 series lead. Uh, you know, we had. We had talked about our predictions, obviously, how long we thought the series was going to go here. Um, and I I think Atlanta may be able to steal game four, I, but I still think Miami gets this done in five, and I think they get a win closer tonight. Yeah, we both, we both took Miami in five. I'm going to differentiate from you here, though, because I've got Atlanta winning tonight. Um, I think that, simply put, game two, that was – an incredible performance from Jimmy Butler. What a show he put on. He's not the guy that you – you don't have him there to score 45 points. You don't have him there to score 30 points. He's there to really be just a team leader and just make big plays when big plays are needed. He did that. That just came through scoring the ball. I've never seen him hit a fadeaway three before, I don't think. So, <laughs> that was – I mean, it was just ridiculous. Because, you know, it's his over-under threes prop is always set at .5. And he smashed it going four of seven – from three there and I mean that just goes to show you something there so I'm very very excited to see this game tonight I think however that the Hawks come out on top I like Trey's Trey's points rebounds and assists you know abbreviated PRA is sitting at 40.5 tonight I think this is a game he scores 30 and he typically you know he he's leads the league in assists so he's going to average that that 10 plus assists I think you cash that over 40.5 pretty easily there. I like that one. Even if it's in a loss, he's he's shot three of 17 so far this season. And he's going back to his home gym. I think that gets a lot better. So I think Trey has a big night tonight. I think this is the game they take. And then Miami bounces back on Sunday and goes up 3-1 there. But I don't think – I think Atlanta knows how big this game is. You can't go down 3-0. So I think that Trey and this Atlanta Hawks team – Young crew, but they're going to bounce back tonight. Uh, and like you said, uh, Hughes, you cannot go down 3-0 here. Um, we saw what the Hawks were able to do when they got momentum last year in the playoffs, and it feels like they haven't been able to get that momentum yet uh, in this series. And again, when you have Jimmy Butler having maybe one of his greatest performances ever in a game, coming at the right time uh, in game two of the playoffs, I mean, and you're right. Yeah, that it falls on Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young has has to take over the game tonight if uh, the Hawks want any chance. Absolutely. I mean, if if Jimmy Butler doesn't go for 45 and doesn't catch fire there in the fourth and knock down a few major shots, then you know, obviously Miami pulled away late. But this was a one two point three point game with with three or four minutes to go. So if it weren't for Butler taking over like that, then Atlanta had a real shot to win game two, even with how poorly Trey Young has played. So. 
Um, I definitely don't think Miami sweeps this series. It wouldn't shock me. You know, Miami is a Miami for a reason, but I do think that Atlanta takes game, takes this game tonight, takes game three. I've got them on the money line at plus 105. I'm going to take them there with that. All right, let's move to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. And I've been looking at a lot of Bulls fan pages, Barstool Chicago. They are trying to pack the United Center tonight and bring back the uh, Madhouse on Madison. And they are going to need a big crowd performance. Dave, you're smiling. Let me hear your thoughts on this game. No Chris Middleton. This, I mean, Chicago's got the size. They've got the links in Patrick Williams and Nikola Vucevic to kind of slow down Giannis. You can't stop him, obviously. He's Giannis. But you have to take Antetokounmpo out of his comfort zone, and I think Chicago's going to be able to do that. He's not a great passer, and that's something that he's really going to have to be tonight, something that obviously, I mean, uh, being a Celtics fan, Tatum's not been a great passer, but in the first two games, he's got 15 assists through two games. Um Actually, I think he's got more than that. But nonetheless, he's got to be a great passer. And I don't think he will be. I think this is – it's going to get dangerous for Milwaukee because I've got the Chicago money line tonight. And, I mean, back-to-back underdogs here are my first two picks um, on the YouTube as home underdogs. So um, that's where your money's made in the postseason. So I really do think Chicago takes the lead in the series here. I think it gets real, real dicey for the Bucks. They could be seeing an easy first, an early first round exit. And that's crazy because, you know, we talked about how tough this could be for the Bulls. Uh, you know, it could be a, it could have been a quick series, you know, when we did our preview last week. And now it's like how quickly things change. Uh, the Bucks at home, again, a two and a half point underdog. I've got them at plus 118 on the money line. I love that money line too, Dave. The crowd is going to be absolutely electric. Even before we knew of the injuries, they were playing a massive, you know, Chicago fans were going to come out just like they do in all big games, whether it's the Cubs, Blackhawks, uh, White Sox as well, obviously, um, but the Bulls too. And that place is going to be a madhouse. It is going to be an electric factory, and that's going to help push this Bulls team to a win and a series lead, which is huge, huge, insane. I mean, they, they've they've already stolen home court. They've got possession of it now, and I, I agree. I think that I mean Chicago plays well at home. They they really do, and I, I'm very very excited to see the way they play tonight because they're going to be after it. They are going to be all over it. I think this is another big time game from Demar Derozan, and I think that he really is going to come through here. Obviously, this line is kind of skewed because Middleton is out. They would typically be a much higher favorite. But, I mean, on the year this year, Chicago was 25-16 and 16 at home against the spread there. And with this spread being only a couple of points, I think that that's definitely worth taking that money line value there. Um, and I think I'm going to throw some on the spread as, as well there just because I think this game is going to be close regardless but I think it's worth taking that plus money on that money line. I like Chicago to take this lead here. Dave, looking at the over-under, we've got 222 and a half. Um, obviously losing all the points uh, with uh, Middleton. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the under here in this yeah. game. Um, I, I mean, 222 and a half, losing that amount of points 
and like you said, Giannis is going to have to be a much better passer tonight. I, I don't think this is going to be a heavy defensive game, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if this is like a, you know, 105 to 100 type game, like a, a very lower scoring game. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think this is going to be an under kind of game, but <clears throat> I'm not as confident in the under as I am the Milwaukee team total of under 112 and a half. I think that that's where it'll be made. I just think you're going to see a lot more turnovers from Milwaukee here. You're going to see Giannis have a ton of them. I think Giannis could end up with six, seven, eight turnovers, um, which is not something he typically does, but I think they're going to press him a ton and they're going to force him into making some mistakes. Um, it honestly wouldn't surprise me to see Chicago getting up to 120 points in this game. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but I'm just saying I think they hold Milwaukee under that 112 and a half. I think the under is a great play as well, though, but I'll stick with that Bucks team total under. Yeah, that's a sharp pick there, Dave. Um, and again, I, I think this is, you know, this is such a great opportunity for the Bulls because, I mean, they they win two quick home games they're up three to one. And I don't think they saw themselves in that position a week ago. It's crazy how things can change so quickly because, yeah, I mean, we know how good this Bulls team was earlier in the year. They were up there competing for that one seed with Miami um, for a solid first three months of the season. And now they've, they've kind of, you know, regressed back to that six seed, but um, to say they don't have a shot is, is very incorrect because, They've they've got a real chance to take this series from Milwaukee. Big chance. And, you know, we talk about how quickly things can change. Let's get to the Phoenix Suns and New Orleans Pelicans game tonight. Dave, you had called it in our preview. You had said, I think the Pelicans can steal an early one in this series. And you were right on the money. We've got a 1-1 series tie heading to the Big Easy. Uh, We've got Phoenix as a two and a half point favorite. Tonight uh, on the road, uh, Phoenix on the money line, minus 132. The Pelicans are plus 110, and the over-under is 216. Dave, what you got, man? Three home underdogs tonight? Are you kidding me? No, not, <laughs> not for me. Phoenix has one player that Milwaukee and Miami just does not have, and his name is Chris Paul. Simply put, he's the top five point guard of all time, in my opinion. Um, I think him and Steve Nash are right there, right, right at that top five spot, probably tied, maybe tied for fifth right there. He's a guy that when they're without their best player, which I think D-Book is our best player, I think he's better than Chris Paul. He's going to make things happen. He is a gamer. He, he willed them to that game one win. D-Book dropped 30-something in the first half there. If he would have been there for that second half, they would have won that game. Now they've had time to prepare for a game without Devin Booker, to prepare for a series without Devin Booker. And if you think Phoenix is going down to New Orleans, I think you're wrong. I think Phoenix still wraps this one up in six, maybe seven games. I think we get to seven games. I just think that Phoenix kind of reminds everyone why they are 67 and 15 this year. So I I think that I like Chris Paul here. I like Chris Paul's over of his points, rebounds, and assists at 36 and a half as well. Um, I mean, that's just asking for 22 points and you know 12 assists and then a couple of rebounds, which I think is all very likely to do. I think he could go for 30 points in this game, which would really solidify that one there. So I like Chris Paul to kind of channel into more of a scoring role this game. 
But the Suns also have something that the Bucks don't have and that they're very deep on role players. You've got guys, I know Jay Crowder hasn't played well this series. He's still, he's still a gamer. You've got Cam Johnson. You've got Cam Payne. You've got, I mean, they, they just, it just goes on and on for the kind of wings that they have. They've got a lot of stars. I think the Suns, I'll take them by two and a half tonight. I agree with you, Dave. Um, <clears throat> everything you said, uh, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. It's depth. I mean, that's what Phoenix has, you know, I mean, they, and obviously, you know, you have a great, like Chris Paul leading the way, but you have depth going down. So it doesn't matter in my eyes, you know, God forbid, you know, we see any more injuries on the Suns, but I still like them because of that depth that you had talked about. Um, and again, I, I think that's why, like you said, their unbelievable record this year, you know, I still like them to win. And I, I, I could see them still winning this game by five to seven points. You know, I mean, the, the spreads are only two and a half, but I, I could see them, you know, really winning at least by five to seven here. Um, so I'm with you. I, I'm going to roll with the Suns minus two and a half. Yeah. I think that's just simply the right play there. I, I don't, I'm not going to touch that over under there. If I were to touch no. it, I would take the over. 216 seems a little low, but I think I'm going to just sit, kick back and enjoy a Chris Paul putting on a show. Absolutely. Uh, let's take a look at tomorrow's games, Dave. And we get started with the 76ers looking to close out the Raptors in four. Uh, I mean, look, the Sixers have been impressive. They, I think I had this series going six. Um, I believe I had it going six. Because I thought I, I truly thought the Raptors were going to put up a much bigger fight than than we're seeing, and uh, <laughs> my God, has has Philly ever taken over this series from from the first tip? Yeah, I mean they they've been controlling this one, and Toronto's obviously has been hit with the injury bug as well, losing a lot of guys going down. But I think that that Joel Embiid three in overtime there with with point seven seconds left was icing on the cake, and this series just wraps. Um, but I really want to wait and see that Toronto injury report there. I know Philly's a three-point favorite right now. If Toronto was still missing a couple of key guys, then I, I'm slamming that Philly that Philly minus three. Um, if they're not, I think Toronto could get a game at home just for fun. Um, because really, I mean, that's all it is at this point. You're just kind of playing for pride out there now to not get swept. But I'm gonna wait and see on that injury report there. Um, as of right now, I'm going to assume they're probably still going to be out, and I'll take the Sixers by three. Next up, we have the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. Uh, right now, Dallas is up in the series two to one. Uh, Utah heading. Oh, what'd you say? I'm sorry. It's it, which is insane. That's, insane. That's... Absolutely. Uh, Utah at home tomorrow at 4:30 p.m. Eastern. They're a five-point favorite. Uh, Over-under is 211.5, so kind of a low under um, compared to what we've seen in other games here, Dave. Uh, can Utah tie this series up, or are they going to go down three to one? I don't see it, but I, I'd like to hear what you got to say. I think Utah, <clears throat> these – here, I'll start with the Mavericks role players have been playing incredibly well. Absolutely. Brunson seems like a budding star, obviously. I mean, his time at Villanova was unbelievable. 
Um, now he's kind of find the place he fits. He's been their big guy, their big time scorer, but he hasn't done it alone. Obviously, you've got guys like Maxi Kleber going eight of eleven from three. I think he hit seven of them last night, something like that. I mean, he's he's these role players are playing as well as they possibly could at the moment. That ends in game four. Um, I'm going to assume Luca is out. If Luca is in, you're going to see that spread drop a couple of points, and I would still take Utah on it. Without Luca, this is a game that Utah wins by 15 or 20. With Luca, they still escape and in cover. Um, obviously, we don't know how fully healthy Luca Doncic will be, um, but if I'm the Mavericks right now, I've got a two-one lead. I'm not rushing Luca back, so I'm going to yeah. assume he's in, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the Jazz to cover that minus five in in this game. I think that this it's about time they start riding the ship. If they drop this game. They're going to lose in five games, and you're going to see this this organization implode this summer. Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert will not be on this team next year. One of them, one of them will be out of there if they lose this first round series like this. If they, if they lose in seven, it's a, it's a different story. But if they lose to a Luca list Mavs in five games, that organization is in trouble. But I don't see it. I think that Utah runs away with game game four here. Yeah, I see that as well, Dave. And, you know, you look at alternate spreads here. Um, I mean, the same thing you're seeing. I see a big win. Obviously, we're recording this, you know, uh, over 24 hours out. But, you know, I we'll have to see the injury report. I still think Utah absolutely runs away with this. Um, and I, I would like to see... Um, do you have the uh, – they may not have them out yet because it's a day away, but I'd be really interested in seeing what the Dallas Mavericks team total is, uh, especially without Luka. Um, one oh, <clears throat> excuse me, 103. Ooh. They set that line well, didn't they? <laughs> they set Vegas nose, man. <laughs> Golly. Um, but I think that's about right. I – I think Utah runs away with this one, man. And I, I think they get back into the series. Like you said, though, I mean, we in, in our preview episode of the entire playoffs, we talked about how important these playoffs were specifically to Utah for their entire organization, because, you know, even if even if they make it to the second or third round, we still figured one of those superstars is probably going to be out anyways. And then if you go out in the first round to a, a Lucas Dallas, they may both be gone. You know, I mean, it's and that's and I, I can't wait to I mean, I, I don't want to rush the playoffs out. But when we get to the offseason, looking at the the, you know, what was the Western Conference's powerhouses and what's going to happen with the Lakers, what's going to happen with the Jazz? I mean, there's so much to get into with that. It's I mean, they really are obviously down in the series, but they really got to win for the organization's sake. Yeah, they definitely need to. And obviously we know they've had locker room issues here and there. And there's been, I think there's been a lot more issues than we've seen publicly, publicly reported. Um, apparently Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell just don't seem to get along a ton. So I think it's about time for one of them to hit the road. And I've got a feeling that it will probably be Donovan Mitchell heading, heading out of there. Uh, I think you can just get so much more value for him. So it'll be interesting to see, but, I think the Jazz keep their hopes alive here. I think going down 3-1, you're really in trouble. I think they get it back to 2-2. All right, Dave. 
2-0 lead, brother. 2-0 lead. Got the games at home. Heading to Brooklyn. Y'all are three-point dogs, road dogs tomorrow. Uh, that game gets going at 7.30. Over-unders, 222.5. Mr. Celtic, the floor is yours. Some major injury news here. Major. Huge. They've, ben Simmons will be playing in game four. So that's Monday. That becomes much watch, must watch TV on Monday night to be able to see the way he meshes there. I don't know how that'll mesh, but we'll see. I think and I'm scared it'll work really, really well. But um, and also big man in the middle, Robert Williams, third back for limited minutes in game three. And if it all goes well there, full minutes in game four. So this series just got better. And it was really funny because they announced the Robert Williams news and then literally I think three minutes later, Brooklyn announced that Ben Simmons is playing in game four. So it's like, <laughs> all right, Simmons is coming, but he's coming back. We got to put Ben Simmons in there. We, we need it. Um, I could not be happier with the, with the 2-0 lead right now because um, this series is about to heat up really, really well. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm not scared. Because I'm, I'm very happy at 2-0, but you know how good this Brooklyn team is. You know how talented they are. They're not one that anyone's going to take lightly. But I think the Celtics go up 3-0. Um, I think simply put, you've got the same Nets team. They don't have Simmons back yet. It's game three. Obviously, going home is big. But I do think that the addition of Robert Williams, even if it's just for 15 minutes to give those guys, there's been a lot of fouls in this series. So, to, so for, for Tyson Horford there and even Grant Williams, who've been committing a lot of fouls and, and it's been tough for Udoka to try to rotate them in properly. You add another big to that mix. Um, you take the pressure off of Tice not having to play as many minutes now. So it's going to be a huge help for the Celtics. And they, their defense has got even better, which a lot of people have said that this is some of the greatest defense that anyone, anyone's ever seen before. Um, and I swear that's not just from my bias. I think <laughs> I've heard the talking heads say it, but I think the Celtics cover that plus three there. I think this could be another really, really tight game. I'm not going to take Boston on that money line, but I do think it's a two-point, one-point game either way. So I'll take that plus three there. I'm with you, man. Uh, and I think Boston is going to be really fired up because they know Simmons is coming back. You want to have as big of a cushion as possible and give yourself, look at history. A 3-0 lead, that's, we never use the G word, but, you know, that's a great spot to be in with a 3-0 lead. It's um, never four. Yeah, so. <laughs> if it happens, it's going to happen to myself. So, uh, <laughs> but Boston, when going up 2-0 in a series, is 40-1 and all time. That one came to LeBron 2017, 16, I think 17, um, when they got, when LeBron and the Cavs got swept in the finals by the Warriors. So that's the one time Boston went up 2-0 in that series and lost it to LeBron in game seven. Um, but I, I think that they've, this one's looking real nice. It really is. So I'm feeling great about my Celtics right now. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Celtics as well. Um, I'm going to take a money line as well as the plus three. Uh, I like them to roll, man. Uh, let's take a look at Memphis and Minnesota. Um, this series, two of the three games have absolutely broke my heart and broke my wallet. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, at Minnesota, 
Uh, Minnesota is a three-point dog at home. Uh, the over-under is 232 and a half. Uh, simply because Minnesota has screwed me twice. I'm going to take Memphis chalky <laughs> pick, but I'm going to take Memphis by three. Um, I, over under again, two thirty-two and a half. I'm not going to look at that. Um, but I do like Memphis, uh, to go up three to one in this series. Yeah, I think that loss in the Timberwolves blowing a 26-point lead. You're up big heading into the fourth. That is a back-breaking loss. That is a season-ending loss. This, this, I think that the it'll take one hell of an effort from the Timberwolves that I just don't see them giving. Um, I think that Memphis has, has now gained control of the series and is looking real good. I think they could wrap this one up in five games now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it was just to be up that much, man. I, I cannot tell you the 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 heartbreak where it's just like there is just no way. There's just no way this game is being blown. It, it was it was it was the most and yet least shocking thing ever, because if you're now viewing us for the first time on YouTube, I have been on a bad run for the last like two or three weeks. It has been just an absolute tanking for me, but we're going to get it back. And I, and I, I'll tell you what I'm going to hammer and it's probably going to screw me, Dave, but Sunday, the last game that we have lines for golden state looking for the sweep. They're a four and a half point road favorite over or under is two twenty four. I am hammering golden state. Um, I, I have them as my NBA champions this year. Uh, I had this game. I may have had this game in five. I think you may have had it in a sweep. But, I, um, yeah, I, I think Golden State absolutely torches Denver uh, and gets a little extra rest to get ready for the second round. The Warriors look scary, man. They scary. look like else. They, they look absolutely unbelievable at the moment. And I think very simply put, um, nobody expected the Warriors to play this well. Um, everyone knew it was the Warriors. You know, you got Clay, Steph, Draymond. And now you've got a splash, splash triplet there with Jordan Poole. I mean, crazy things are happening in Golden State. I've got um, a buddy of mine that I work with. He's convinced that the Warriors are going 16-0 in this postseason. They won't do that, but they will start <laughs> I think they roll four and I'll take them the cover there. Uh, I think they, they, they do roll right along into the second round and we'll have our first team on to the second round. Well, I mean, we could get that on Saturday with Philly, I suppose, but um, we could, we'll have our first team from the West, I believe on the second round uh, coming up Sunday afternoon. I'm excited for it. Denver, if they would have had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., I think this series would have been a lot more interesting. I still think – I think we talked about it before that the Warriors would win this series, but I think it would have gone six. Um, instead, here we are, game four, up 3-0, and favored to win game four. I think they do so. All right, Dave, last thing on our rundown, we have another powerhouse college basketball coach leaving the sport in Jay Wright retiring him, going out, uh, with, you know, with coach K going out as well. 
uh, 21 seasons as the basketball coach at Villanova. And his accolade list is a mile long. Um, one of, I, I know, uh, I know a lot of the talking heads are a little scared to put him in the, uh, the realm of, you know, one of the greatest college coaches of all time. But if you look at, at maybe not just college, but you look at outside of college, what he's done with team USA. I mean, there's been so much that Jay Wright has done to contribute to the basketball world. He's obviously, um, should be in the college basketball hall of fame. I think, you know, I, I just think he's had a hall of fame career and it's just weird to see two big powerhouse coaches leaving us. You know, it's like, who's gonna, uh, I mean, you've still got like Calipari and, and obviously, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's still people who have that spotlight, but Jay Wright and coach K, I mean, it's like, those are the big dogs. I mean, you knew Coach K was coming, and Jay Wright chose not to take that retirement tour, um, which is crazy because I think, in my personal belief, those were your top two coaches in college basketball. I think I, I probably would have given a slight edge to Jay Wright at the number one spot just the way he's been coaching recently, but um, obviously two of the best to ever do it. I'm not, I'm, we're, not, we're not talking heads, so we can say it. Uh, I think that they – obviously Coach K was one of the best, if not the best, and I think Jay Wright is right up there as well. Um, it's, it's a shame. And we're, we've now, I mean, the past two years, no Roy Williams, no coach K and now no Jay Wright. So who's the best coach in college basketball now? I don't, I think, I think something we'll, we'll dive into this off season. Um, when we've got baseball going on. So, uh, <laughs> um, so we, we, it's, it's a shame. It really is. But I think that he's, he's steady one step aside, takes time for some family, I saw some people out there saying that, oh, they're, they're in trouble by the NCAA. I don't think so. I think it's all no. just – it's simply just him wanting to retire. Yeah, and, and a, a great career. I mean, 21 seasons as a coach in anything is just absurd. Um, and to have that sort of staying power is just unbelievably impressive in any sport. You know, I mean, you, you rarely see that except – you know, I mean, you see like, you know, Nick Saban obviously at Alabama, but – um, you know, it's just, especially in college basketball where it is so volatile, you know, unless you are one of those big name guys, you know, you can, you can be moved out at any time. And I frankly, because we're not a talking head and I can say it, I, I really hope the spotlight doesn't go to Calipari because that will just make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I think, yeah, you've got, you've got Calipari, you've got Bill Self now you've got Mark Few, so I mean, Jim Beheim's still there, even though Syracuse hasn't necessarily been a great program recently. But um, there's still a few guys there that are big-time names. Um, but we'll have to wait and see because it's going to be a lot of fun. I think Bruce Pearl is one of those names as well. So there's there's still a few great coaches left, but obviously two of the biggest ones of them all. Um, personally, my, my two biggest. So it's going to be interesting for college basketball moving forward crazy to see them go uh go out at the same time but i think that just about does it for this episode for our first episode on youtube hey we say uh follow us on instagram and at book it sports at faded sports pick them now we can say subscribe to the faded sports pick them youtube page like the video share it put it out on twitter facebook everything 
put in the comments, who are your picks for tonight? Uh, obviously, this should be up about an hour before the NBA games get started. So tell us who you think is uh, who are your picks tonight and uh, see if you're riding with us or not. But uh, I, I think that just about does it for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think this this pretty, pretty well done here. Welcome to YouTube, everybody. And um, we've got a lot of first round action still going. So by the time we talk to you next, we should have at least two teams moved on to the second round. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if we've got a couple more as well. But it's this is the, the one of the best times of year in the NBA. So definitely don't take it for granted. Make sure you enjoy the games. It's going to be a fun one. So very, very excited for them all. All right. Well, for Dave Smith in Starkville, Mississippi, I'm Miles Conrad coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina. This has been Faded Sports Pick'em. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.